0: What's up everyone and welcome to episode number five of the Justin an Insight podcast. Uh, for those new listeners or if you don't know who I am, my name is Tim Backbeck. I'm a writer. I am a lover of films, music and wrestling. But most importantly, I'm your body and vehicle through this podcast. Uh, as always, I like to start these episodes with a little rundown of what I've been up to over the past week. Uh, not sure if anyone finds it interesting, but I like to share. Um... Last week was actually quite quiet for, for me for a change, uh, which was quite nice. Um, went and saw uh, T2 train spotting with uh, my brother and sister-in-law and uh, some close friends, which was really cool. Um, you can read the review of that uh, over at justininsight.wordpress.com. Uh, apart from that, didn't really do a lot this week. Uh, went and saw um, some good friends of mine in the band Rope, who were also really kind enough to do... Uh, Sorry, kind enough to record an episode of uh, this podcast, so that will be episode number six, which will be coming next week, uh, so so keep an eye out for that. Um, anyway, on to this week's episode, uh, and we are on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, So we are making a stop off to Smackdown Live's Elimination Chamber. So that will be the discussion point for this week's episode. Uh, I was once again joined by my friend uh, Callan Millwood, um, who is actually going setting off on tour today. So Callan, I hope you have an awesome time off on tour. Um, So yeah, we're discussing uh, Sunday night's pay-per-view. So like last time when we did the Royal Rumble chat, this will contain spoilers. So if you haven't seen the show, this is your warning. There will be spoilers. So anyway, without further ado, enjoy me and Callan talking about wrestling and I'll see you on the other side. So, joined once again for a little wrestling discussion by Callan Millwood. Um, Callan, how are you doing?
1: I'm alright, mate. I'm a bit, uh, bit tired, but I'm, you know, recovered from Elimination Chamber, I think. And, uh, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. That's about it, really. As, yeah, as we just, just discussed, you kind of stayed up and watched it. I kind of watched it in, in two parts, which... I think probably helped me because I, basically I watched the New Japan New, uh, New Beginning tour, like uh, the Osaka show, before before oh, yeah. Elimination Chamber. So seeing Naito and Elgin just absolutely beat the shit out of each other and then watch Mojo Rowley was kind of a bit of a downer. So, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. but in, yeah, a bit, bit of a contrast there, Yeah, yeah. In, in general, what did you think of the pay-per-view? I
1: actually quite liked it. See, um... Uh... I think everyone's kind of doubts were there. there has not been much build going into it really, as there, especially two weeks removed from um, the Rumble. But uh, yeah, I, I actually quite enjoyed it. I think I like. I think we talked about this yesterday, but I went in with quite low expectations. didn't yeah. really expect much, and um, I thought it was a solid card. I didn't. I think it could wasn't like um, an absolute. You know. Uh, I wouldn't say it's paper for the year by any stretch. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I I actually enjoyed pretty much every match on the card. Um. I, it was qu- quite interesting. But yeah. Um. Yeah. I think it was all right actually, considering the build.
0: Yeah. Well, as, as I say, I think for me, watching it in two halves kind of probably worked best because I think the first half of the show was a bit sort of lackluster and then kind of picked up after mm. kind of the the tag team match. But. We'll we'll get into to yeah. the, the nitty-gritties of it. Um. So, did you did you see the pre-show?
1: I actually did. Yeah, I did catch that in the end. Yeah. So,
0: opinions on Mojo versus Face the Facts, Kurt Hawkins.
1: Ah, uh, well, this is it. Like, uh, you know, neither of these guys really do are doing for me at all. No. But, um uh i you know i thought there was some promise with court uh with kurt returning recently i thought you know it'd be quite interesting what they do with him um but i think he's his intentions as a wrestler he's just not that you know i don't think he minds where he is on the card yeah um uh i mean i know they're trying to slowly build mojo because of um you know obviously um ride zach Ryder's injury mm. and um they got, haven't got much to do with him at the moment um, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think the rumors were they were actually gonna probably put the championships tag championships on those two yeah modes, yeah
0: that's what i heard
1: um before um obviously rider's injury but um to be honest i think it's the best circumstance for mojo currently i mean I, I can't see him being pushed to the moon i don't you know i, I can't seem like the icy tile picture on smackdown um I think him and Kurt Hawkins, they both haven't really got much to do and I think putting them two together um might you know present them some opportunities down the road. But um,
0: yeah.
1: as a match, it was you know, it didn't do anything really, did it? it <laughs> yeah. was, um, uh you know, uh yeah, no. That that's all I really gotta say no, about that, this
0: match. That's the thing, I think like even, see so even back in like NXT days I couldn't stand Mojo Raleigh. And yeah. I think did, did you watch any of like the breaking ground stuff?
1: I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah did, so, so
0: like seeing him on that as well just like made me hate him even more because I thought he was just such an obnoxious twat on that. <laughs> yeah. But so in he's, fairness, he, li- he, lives, he truly lives his gimmick. Oh yeah, like, exactly. Know. But yeah. in fairness to him, he's kind. He has progressed like unfortunately since the the rider injury. He's kind of he is starting to develop a bit. He's still you can tell he's still very green, mm. but. Yeah, I don't know. I think I just think maybe change his gimmick up a bit, so make him, so he's not so annoying, and maybe people might actually get into him. But yeah. one thing I did find find quite interesting, which I I didn't realize till I saw somebody post it on Twitter. But apparently Hawkins was in Bola like two years ago, and then now he's just basically being a glorified jobber, which I thought was quite. Quite an interesting fact.
1: Yeah, I mean this is it's a bit weird. I mean, I was listening to um, uh, the Sam Roberts uh, podcast this week. He actually had Adam um, Kurt Hawkins on. Oh, okay. And, um, the, um, from from like a, I don't know. I, I just think his intentions going into the company was he, he he's not looking to be in that top spot. He doesn't want that at all. Um, mm-hmm. I know, um, I, you know. I, I'm just speculating. I know he's got a family on the way, and I think it's it's almost a sturdy job for him at this stage. Yeah, really. yeah. Um, uh, so I don't know. I, I don't think he's got the motivation to be a top guy. Um, I just think it's kind of he's quite happy where he is and content. But yeah, it's it's mad to think two years ago what he was doing on the Indies <laughs> yeah. to um, what he's doing now, obviously. But um, I do feel like they've dropped the ball with him. They could they could have done more of him, you know.
0: I think, because obviously at the time, obviously Heath Slater kind of made himself the biggest pushed guy in the industry. And I think if that hadn't happened, then Hawkins might have got a bit more of a push. But I think now he's just kind of a bit lost in the shuffle. But as you say, he's kind of in that position where he's probably done everything that he wants to do in the industry. And now he's just happy to to put yeah. the young guys over.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a bit so. Do you think you could see a few more years with him? Um, trying to do something. Um, who knows? Maybe we will see something down the road. But mm. as it stands, you know, I, I, don't. Yeah, I think if there was any kind of hope of that, there's a long road <laughs> yeah. before before that. So,
0: yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> and and then obviously getting to the to the main show. The first first match was uh, Becky Lynch against Mickey James. Yeah. Are you into Mickey James's return?
1: it's a bit of a weird one isn't it because um i you know going into this i predicted the course they'll let they'll let mickey kind of go over on this yeah she's, yeah that's kind she, of why she's vital. returning they want to make her look strong um but you know she might be that person who just puts over the younger talent now mm. um you know as a match i really i really like this one yeah i actually thought it was quite good like both of them are quite good technicians um mickey lynch and mickey. Uh, yeah, it was quite. It was. I thought it was quite a strong match, really. Like it's. Um, i You know, I, I'm surprised that. Um, Mickey kind of, took the fall on this one, but um, I, you know, I thought it was a. It was a fine kind of match to open the pay per view. It's. You know, it's one of the stronger ones. Yeah. Especially opening.
0: Well, because like the one thing that I kind of noted was that despite Mickey James, I, I know she obviously did other things in other companies, but not being, seen in WWE apart from the. Match with Asuka in NXT, she mm. she kind she didn't look like she was kind of out of step or any ring rust or anything like that. But right. she kind for me, she looked the stronger of the two, and the way that Becky just kind of all of a sudden, oh, there's the roll up, there's the pin. It just I, this might be again going back to what we discussed last time at the Royal Rumble, me having this uh, <laughs> feeling about <laughs> Becky, but yeah. yeah, it just kind of felt like oh we'll get we Everyone loves Becky Lynch, so we'll give her the give her the win kind of thing.
1: Uh, yeah, um, this is it. I guess we, we'll have to see where they go because, um, uh, you know, I don't know what Becky's going to be doing going into Mania. Um, mm. I I predict now it probably be more with Mickey. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, th- their storyline going into this with um, was was aligned with Alexa Bliss and um, and Naomi, kind of wasn't it? So, um, you know, I reckon maybe they'll
0: do something. Like, at Mania as a four-way or something, yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like
1: we could have had a, a bigger ending, maybe a bit more satisfying one. You know, um, I guess that they are teasing the stuff down the line. But um, yeah, technically, from a kind of physical standpoint, I really enjoyed this whole match. Mm. Um, you know, um, considering you know what they were given in the short amount of time, I think they they did quite well with it. Again, it it depends where they go from here, really.
0: Yeah, and the other thing that I kind of Thought is if you look at the the SmackDown women's division, obviously they're starting to build Carmella a lot more, which I think is a very weird and interesting angle. But yeah. they're they're building hills really well, I think, because obviously you've got Alexa Bliss, who we'll discuss why I love her later. But she's yeah. she's just on fire. <clears throat> Natalia, I'm still not bought on her as a heel, but she's doing all right. But I think bringing Mickey James into that kind of almost heel stable for the women is a really strong move for for smackdown
1: yeah absolutely um it, yeah i think they've benefited especially on the uh, on the smackdown women's roster with having mickey back on there um out, out of both shows I've, I've always said the smackdown women's roster is i think it's way 10 times thicker and oh yeah. than the raw one um hands down but um you know it's it's uh you know I, I, this is it with um there's quite a few hill women on smackdown actually if you think about it like mm. i mean with um with natalia i'm not quite sold on it i'll probably go into it more later but it was just you know she's very much when she works either face or hill she's almost like um that kind of uh it's, it's almost like a generic uh, version of a hill or a face, isn't <laughs> yeah it? like she'll she'll turn a move set into like a hill move set and she'll just yell and stuff but apart from that it's not really it doesn't feel like it's her path, personality coming through it's just like a cut and paste under there <laughs> yeah. and this is like this is me doing hill gimmick now um but like i mean mickey i feel she, she's great on the mic amazing a talker mm. um i you know great worker as well and if if her role now is to put over potentially the younger um, upcomers um you know, that, that, I feel like they could they could do more with her, but it's it's not a bad place for her at the moment. You know,
0: no, no, not at all. And the other thing that I kind of noticed about this match, and kind of throughout the whole pay per view, really, but I think it might have just been because it was the first, like the first main match, but the crowd just didn't seem into it at all, which I thought was quite quite strange. Like throughout the whole evening, apart from maybe. Harper Orton, which we'll again get onto, but did you did you feel that they were quite kind of dead throughout?
1: I actually thought, um, you know, I, 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 at this point in the pay-through, yeah, I think that, you know, the, the first few matches, they weren't really kind of making a racket in any way. Uh, but then I feel like from, we'll get to it in a bit, obviously, but the tag match onwards, I feel like everyone did kind of chirp up, really, yeah. and the crowd were lively at that point. This match, you know, uh, nah, I don't I think no one was into <laughs> yeah. it at this point. Sadly, you know, I guess they just came off Mojo and, and fucking Kurt Hawkins, so you know they, they got to kind of start off somewhere. But this, you <laughs> yeah. know, it, I mean, um, we got to talk about it as well. Um, this this pay for view had three women's matches. As well, yeah, that was pretty, yeah, pretty massive for SmackDown size. Um, and you know, I guess if they were going to have one of them go first, I think this is probably the smartest
0: one. Yeah, well, because I think. Looking into Going into it, I kind of thought, okay, yeah, absolutely amazing move, them having three women's matches. But I didn't think they were kind of the strongest women matches they could have had. Mm. Um, but I, th- I think I was proved completely wrong. Like, as you say, Becky and uh, Mickey James was a really strong match. I didn't agree with the ending, but it made Mickey James look really yep. strong at the end. Out of the three, probably... Nikki and Natalia was probably the weakest um, uh, and we'll get into why I thought that later but and I think Alexa and Amy were kind of real standouts to show they're the like, kind of the next group of women going forward
1: Yeah, no I'd have to agree with that completely yeah, no I'm interested to see where they go with Becky from here
0: Yeah, um, and then we had the, well went meant to be handicap match but Kind of ended up as a bit of a, in my opinion, a bit of a train wreck um, between Dolph Ziggler, Apollo Crews, and Callisto. Um, I really liked Ziggler attacking Callisto at the beginning because it's kind of yeah. the burn of him being a heel has been really slow, I thought. Like, haven't kind of given him any justification as to why he's doing it. He's just being a dick. But yeah, really, really liked the attack on Callisto. Apollo, I still similar to mojo I, I can't buy into apollo cruise i don't know like he's clearly really talented but mm. i just i can't i can't get into him is that is that just me or is that a general kind of feeling I've, I've, i feel
1: like most people do feel that way about apollo and you know it's, it's hard to sell a good story where um you know you can't obviously wrestling's about you know aggression and fighting and if you're smiling the whole time <laughs> yeah. it's, it's hard to make it feel you know scary but i will say that um i actually feel like cruz is kind of finding his feet a bit more now with um wiping off his smirk and kind of when he's you can actually tell when he's a bit pissed off mm. there was that moment when um uh well i guess when Kaliso was attacked at the beginning um and then apollo's obviously in the ring at this point and then he runs down to help, I think, runs down to help Kalisto, and then the look he just gives Ziggler, he turns around and just, just meets Ziggler eyes to eye to and just yeah. starts sprinting whilst side to eye. You can tell he's actually, like, livid that he's done this to his friend. And, mm. um, I, you know, I feel like Apollo is finally finding his feet with that aggressive side of him. Um, it, again, I still feel like we're a bit of a way off um, yeah. with that. Um, but, I mean, I can't fault Apollo... You know, athletically, like, he's, you know, he's a fantastic wrestler. Oh, yeah, he's a specimen,
0: isn't he?
1: Um, Yeah, Um, it's just, you know, I guess it's one of those things that, you know, he came up in the draft, it feels a bit soon, but um, I feel like him being on the main roster has taken his time to find his feet, but, Mm. um, yeah, again, it's just rubbing off that kind of smiley, you know, flippy man kind of gimmick, you know, it's just you've got to find some aggression in there somewhere. Yeah.
0: And I guess maybe putting him with someone like Ziggler, who's kind of played both sides of of the coin in that aspect, is kind of, hopefully kind of rub off on him because obviously we've seen mm. smiley happy show off Ziggler, and we've also seen the the Ziggler that we're now seeing again. So yeah, hopefully that can kind of rub off on him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, it was quite interesting this match. I mean, obviously, the dynamic was the fact it felt like a singles match for most of it. It yeah. wasn't the handicap. That that bump. Kalisto took into that um, LED board was I, I I don't know how he does it. He's almost like the the new like puppet, pretty much. For <laughs> yeah, getting squashed or you know beaten up. Like Calisto is willing to take those bumps, and it's you know it's, they look dead scary. Like he did land straight on his neck when he did yeah. that. Uh, I don't know why he flipped into it; he didn't need to. But um, uh, yeah, no, it's um, I thought, uh, you know, considering the length of the match and kind of what you Know that what was going on, you know, um, it, it felt very abrupt. The ending when Kalisto was kind of finally got back into it, so
0: yeah,
1: it didn't. If it, you know, I, I expected this to go on longer and I expected Kalisto not even being involved in it, to be honest, considering the start. But
0: but the thing that,
1: once, once, yeah, once he got back into it, it just felt like it ended straight away, yeah. Much.
0: And the thing that, like, I thought was ridiculous, and I saw a lot of people kind of post about this is you, the camera followed Kalisto all the way down the ramp, he's holding his back he gets the hot tag and all of a sudden he's doing all the flippy stuff again and it's like yeah, you're either injured or you're not sort of thing I, like, I get adrenaline yeah. and everything but that's, it's just a bit step too far sort of thing but no I, yeah. I agree like when it was just Ziggler and, and Cruz, it it did have that singles feel and it was kind of building up as you say Cruise a little bit and then all of a sudden it was kind of oh we've, we've run out yeah, of time exactly. get it over and done with
1: exactly that that's that's my point so you know it just felt like um you know he was struggling he was injured he's you know he's trying to he struggled to get to the back into the ring There was that blind tag and then literally 30 seconds later he's flipping around and and that's it you know um so I, he definitely could have played on the injury angle a bit more i feel like if they're gonna push ziggler as hill maybe he should i guess they are playing on it now but you know They should be playing on their injuries because he's just beating everyone up when you know with chairs at the moment. Um, But yeah, no, I I enjoyed the um, the aftermath with um, uh, you know um, Apollo getting the um, the ankle crushed and still chair. I I, I quite like that, and I I don't think it's um, I don't think you know wwe expecting the the thank you zigglers at the
0: end very yeah much for, that, that was for just all, ridiculous yeah it
1: was great I don't, that's probably the last thing they won but I, I i have been enjoying ziggler as of recent it's a, it's a bit weird they kind of thrown these three guys together but yeah. it's um you know it, 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 it was it was all right
0: well because like my initial like literally i've got it written in my note is why the hell did Cruz and Kalisto win? But then you kind of got the payoff with with the attack afterwards and potentially kind of that i don't know if kalisto will carry on in the feud but it will obviously build Ziggler and cruz a bit more and i don't really know it might be a mania pre-show sort of thing or Mm. it could be part of a ladder match if they're doing that again this year i don't know because we know how kalisto is for his crazy ladder spots as well and ziggler for taking crazy ladder bumps so
1: I, I don't i hope they don't do that this year like i know they've done it the past few years the um the wrestlemania ladder match for the IC title or or whatever um i, t- I don't know i just feel like they to legitimize the um, IC title a bit more they probably need to try and push a singles match out of it um i guess all three of these guys will be in that picture come mania but um and that's that's kind of why they've aligned Ziggler with both these kind of newer guys. Um, it makes sense, kind of you know, kind of worm them into that picture a bit more. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they go from here at all. God knows. <laughs> yeah. I uh, guess they're playing on the fact Ziggler injures everyone, and we'll see that on SmackDown the next few weeks.
0: Yeah, but. true. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the payoff here is. Are we going no, to see
1: like one of them one on one at Mania, or you know? Well, that's what I mean. It's a bit uh, bit naff for particular, really.
0: That's what I mean. Is it going to be Ziggler and Cruz on the pre-show at Mania, which is kind of like Seamus syndrome? Minute, just getting pushed down and down the card again. Mm.
1: This is it. I mean, we've seen a uh, you know since the brand split, Ziggler's been everyone's, I think everyone agrees that um, it's been really refreshing for his character. Kind oh of yeah, definitely. See him with this enthusiasm all over again, and. I was hoping we'd see him with the world title by now, but um, I think that they're going to do that at some point again for Ziggler. It's just um, th- this kind of in-between phase, it doesn't really benefit him too much. It feels like they're doing more damage than good again.
0: Yeah. I guess because where they've kind of got... Obviously, we've seen in the main event, so many people kind of pushing him for that that upper upper spot. It is You don't really know where to fit Ziggler at the moment because mm. obviously you've got AJ uh Corbin and Miz who were kind of the the three heels and even though Bray's meant to be a heel he's, he's a face it's just like but yeah turning Ziggler heel is kind of where does he fit into that that main event picture but I guess time time will tell really
1: yeah exactly you know with with Ziggler going heel as well I mean I thought we'd see cut and paste what he was doing you know three four years ago but um it's a new dynamic, you know, it's him obviously being more of the silent kind of depressed kind of, you know I don't know, that kind of side heel of him as opposed to the um show off egotistical kind yeah. of who he was. So <clears throat> I don't know really. We'll, we'll have to um we'll have to see where we go really with signals.
0: Yeah. And then we have the Tag Tag Gauntlet match. Um me and obviously Ben who we did this with last time discussed this before. I thought this was going to be a bit of a, a spot fest, but it it kind of ended up being over and done with very quickly, with a couple of cool sort of storyline elements. Obviously, started off with what I like to call the sexy cops of Tyler Breeze and Fandango against uh, Beauty and the Man Beast. I I've, I really like Breezango, and I think mm. they're I think they're wasted. Like I like the gimmick. But they, I think they should do something, kind of like the new day with them. Like, just let them, let them be, and just see where it goes. And I think at the moment it just kind of feels like they're being too pinned back.
1: Yeah, no, I, I feel like this was a real um, showcase for them. This was kind of um, the very one of the very few times to get to kind of show themselves off a bit. Mm. This match. Um, I mean, I guess all we get to see of um, Brizango is mostly on like pre-show like skits, and, uh, and that's about it at the moment, really. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I, I think them two together are fantastic, and they haven't they haven't done anything with them at the moment. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping you know I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen beyond this but I, I them two their dynamic together has been great and I've you know I think they've found their feet for a while now it's just when, they, when are they we're gonna see the most out of these two really Yeah, so, yeah Um, yeah. I thought I thought they were great like you know with the it's was, it was almost pantomime but like the spot where you know Slate is trying to you know ro- roll um, Fandango into a pin and he's there throwing the I'll go <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just great it's so funny but um yeah, no, I've, you know, this was probably this is probably the best we've seen them in a long time
0: anyway.
1: Mm. It's just,
0: I don't know what they're going to do next now. Because no. like, to that extent, I thought it was strange that, well, not really because obviously everyone loves them at the moment, but mm. that Rhino and Heath eliminated Breezango. I thought that, as you say, it was probably the strongest that we've seen them two together. So I thought they to give them that little nudge, they might get the, the pin over them as the old champs and then obviously get eliminated further down the line, but it obviously wasn't wasn't to be and we got the the Vaud villains in pretty quick pretty quickly afterwards. Yeah. Um which I I really liked the Vaud villains in, in NXT. I thought they were really sort of different and unique, but similar to similar to Cruz, obviously they when they got bought Oh because no, they were up before the brand split, weren't they?
1: Yeah, I mean they were um feuding just after Mania, weren't they? With, yeah. Um, with, uh, you know, Enzo Um they were kind of unintentionally thrown into that um, uh, title picture, weren't they, because of um, that injury. Oh, yes, Enzak. of course, yeah. Um, and they were fighting the New Day for the championships out of that, pretty much. So they got a big push kind of out of the, you know, worst-case situation. Yeah,
0: um, and they've just kind of fallen to nothing now.
1: Well, I, you know, I think it's because... Um, it's the politics, I think. I think Vince despises them. I've read an article about that somewhere. Oh, really? Um, Vince absolutely hates the gimmick, so... Um, <laughs> of course he does. That's why they, they had their match with um, New Day. It was over in five minutes, and then they literally did nothing after that, so um, I feel like he's just pushing them out of the way and just letting him get it over and done with, but... It, yeah, out of all, everyone in this match, they did the very least, didn't they? The whole yeah, I th- they, uh, well, they I were think Justin. S- then, then they were gone, and that was it.
0: Yeah, I think Simon Gotch did like all of two moves, and then alien English got pinned, and it was move on, wasn't it? Really.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. Again, it just nothing really happened. Really, they, they were gone before they kind of had any chance to show off. But saying that, I think I think it did make. Slayer and Rhino—they they, both—they looked really strong in the first like you know fifteen twenty well fifteen minutes of the match or whatever it was before yeah. they got eliminated. But um, it was cool to see. Uh, what well, was it? Um, Slayer actually eliminated them, didn't he? That's yeah,
0: right, yeah. You know. After yeah, some, it wasn't uh, the, the smash it wasn't shit, Rhino. Was it? and that was
1: it. They were, they were gone, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Didn't, see, didn't see much of
0: them. And the Usos, I think, as heels is absolutely fantastic. Like. It should have happened a long, long time ago. Um, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Just everything about them from like the way they walk to the ring, the like, they just they look bigger as well. It might just be the dynamic, but I think the way that the USOs are working now is kind of breathed new yeah. life into them. And it's I'd obviously when Alpha came into the match later on, kind of revisited history, and I, like I think. Well, I'd like to see Usos against Alpha at Mania because I think that would be a really, really strong dynamic.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that. Um, I do like the Usos as heels. Um, the only thing, <laughs> the only thing that it keeps reminding me of is uh, uh, Hunako and Camacho. Um, uh,
0: yeah.
1: Just like you know, they're like almost like you know gangbangers. That's what they look like. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think they they're the best they've been in years. Don't get me wrong. I feel like. Uh, it's refreshing and it's, it's almost surprising to see them pull this kind of gimmick that they're doing. Um, considering that, I guess, you know, they're kind of, um, in with all the kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, So I'm glad they did it. Uh, I thought in this match, they looked good, especially the way they ambushed uh, American alpha after the match. I do feel like they're probably going to go on and do something soon. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, did really like their involvement in this match. They, you know, there were some really big spots from them. Um, uh, yeah, no, I I, yeah, I, I love what they're doing
0: with the U.S. at the moment. Anyway, yeah. And uh, this kind of becomes a running theme throughout the pay per view. But the the beatdown after the elimination, mm. uh, similar to Ozzy Ziggler, and we see it a couple more times later on in the show. But uh, as as you mentioned, I think it it was just brutal the way that they kind of took out Chad Gable, and mm. he's he's kind of, obviously I know he's. In a different vein, but he's similar to to Kalisto in the fact that he just seems to be able to be ragdolled around and take ridiculous hits mm. and still look really strong.
1: Yeah, um, this is it. Um, Those, you know, American Alpha, especially Chad Gable, he's is someone like who does has taken some crazy bumps and he sells so well, especially on injury angles. Um, mm. uh, you know, <clears throat> is um. I thought it was, it was, you know, to keep kind of make the Usos look good out of this, that was probably the smartest thing they could have done. Just, you know, um, yeah, no, it's, you know, that's the coming out of this. I don't know what we'll see from American alpha, but, um, I would personally like to see more from the uses and American alpha. I think yeah. there's a bigger story to be told there. Definitely.
0: And obviously the, it kind of set up for, on a plate for the Ascension, but it didn't kind of go their way. I, from the way I view it, it's it's kind of going back to kind of the Vaudevillains villains thing. I think that like Shane and potentially Daniel Bryan, if he does have as much involvement as people like to think he does, really like the Ascension. But I think yeah. Vince doesn't, and there's kind of a bit of a power struggle going on because this is the about the third time that we've seen them in that kind of spot, look like they're nearly going to get the titles, and then it's just pulled out from underneath them and for for me it's quite annoying because i i really, like i don't really like the whole makeup thing they're doing now but as like a big dominant tag team i really like that and they're like they're scary the fall of man just looks horrible when it's hit right yeah and yeah so it's i'd like to see them with the belts but i, I don't know if we're ever, we're going to get that payoff anytime soon well, this is
1: it. I, I, you know, watching this match, I was I was so invested in it, coming to the end point. I actually believed that they might even give. Yeah, I even given the titles to the Ascension. I thought, you know, after the match, and I, I did enjoy the match, and I did predict American Alpha to win it. But um, after the match, I almost felt like that would have been a good time to slap the titles on the Ascension. That would. have that would have been a great opportunity um obviously them coming off the um injury angle i think they could have played on that and looked like absolute monsters and i I actually i believe that it was you know the ascension's time towards the end of that match and um you know it didn't happen i I guess the problem is um people have argued this online i've seen but um when um the ascension were dominating in nxt you know that they they look like massive guys that down in nxt if you kind of look at the landscape of um all the other wrestlers there these guys just look like absolute monsters yeah. and they were they in obviously they're like the longest reigning nxt champions i think or, yeah yeah
0: and uh they were like unbeatable like you know i think they've had obviously they had a
1: massive struggle when they did you know debut on the main roster back when it was um they were kind of slapped in with uh Oh, who was it? Was it the the Outlaws? Wasn't it? And, yeah, um,
0: yeah, because they had that whole like beating the old um, guard sort of angle, didn't they?
1: Yeah, that that was awful. That that was probably the worst thing they could have done. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and they looked really nervous as well back then. And this is the thing though, because they were put into that picture that when you put them in with the you know the old main eventers, they are big dudes, you know,
0: and um, in comparison they look weeny. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, yeah. they look like they look massive to
1: the rest of the guys on putting the same picture as like the outlaws, you know how tall Bitty Gun is, like they just they just look weenie to it. They didn't yeah, look like yeah. monsters, you know, so I think they, they did they had struggled looking like, like, you know, big dudes. But um this is the closest I feel like we've seen that to what we saw in NXT with the Ascension. And um, I I reckon we'll see a, a title run out of them at some yeah. point soon. We'll just have to you know wait and see really but I did feel this could have been the, the time to kind of slap the belts on them.
0: Mm. And do you think that Sort of SmackDown tag title picture at Mania will be Usos Alpha.
1: I f- I think so. Yeah. Um. I I wish it would be the Ascension, but um. I think it'll be Usos Alpha considering the um. You know the the kind of the attack during the match. So. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon that's going to be a thing.
0: Cool. Next, we had Nikki Bella against Natalya. I've kind of touched upon this earlier. Like, out of the three women's matches, this was kind of my least favourite. Like, for me, the whole build of the feud felt very back to the Diva days. So it was kind of, oh, but you're with John Cena, so I'm really jealous, (laughs) Uh," kind of thing. And which... I get, cause obviously the whole like, reality TV show with with the Bellas and everything, but for Natalia to be involved in that, to be from like saying she's this wrestler and all this, and then almost playing up to the I'm jealous card, just it just didn't sit well with me, and I think that's why I didn't really enjoy the match. Like there was a couple of okay bits, like I th- I thought Nikki's. What was it Fearless Lock, which is basically John Cena's submission yeah. thing, but her her variation? That was cool. Um But yeah, I wasn't invested in it.
1: No, I, I, again, I think it's just the fact this storyline isn't for you know like us. It's, it's not for like
0: you know mid twenty like men. You know, it's yeah. obviously aimed aimed more
1: at that. Uh, that audience of the you know total total, total divas tale bella's kind of scene um and i think it's interesting because you know i i'm not invested in this match in any way but it's the fact that they um they now if you know considering they had three women's matches on the card um it you know i guess it makes sense that they can now go into these little pockets of different um yeah yeah that's different kind of different women's pockets so like i guess you know like with um you know they they can now go okay we're gonna have a match designated to what they are doing on total divas you know and um this is uh this makes sense you know uh having nikki and Natalia, who are the stars of the show in it um i you know some of the context of the you know the the build and you know the insults towards nikki and her relationship with john and all that stuff it's um it can be a bit like forced, like gossipy, kind of like you know, bitching off each other. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I guess again, it doesn't appeal to me in any way. I just think you know, I, as a match as well, though, it did. It didn't really. I didn't didn't like it to be honest. It was um, I think you know, it's one of those finishes where it, I just hate seeing false, fin- you know, double counts on pay-for-views. Yeah. It's just,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, it's something you used to see on Raw all the time. It's just like um, yeah. It's just it's, it, it could they could have been a good match I did love the spot where Nikki essentially had um, he was choking out Natalie on the apron yeah yeah did the double I think that looked amazing Natalia saw that really well and um, I do like it when Natalia even though I said earlier like she, you know she's pretty much cut and paste I'm the hill or face now and yeah. I'm the veteran so this is how you do it but it's it's never like that interesting um, I do like it when Natalia does her hill move set where she's just you know locking in uh, Nikki for the most part of the beginning of this match hmm. but um, apart from that you know I just don't think this story is really sold onto me and I do feel the, the ending was a big big old flop really yeah, I could have done, done something a lot more with this sadly
0: well the, the other thing apart from like the ending that kind of really annoyed me that well there was something to do with the commentary which I'll, talk, I'll mention in a minute but the amount like you said with Natty's kind of hill move set there's a lot of kind of posing and gesturing to the crowd, and mm. there was just an for me an excessive amounts of her doing the you can't see me. It was like, oh
1: I, god, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was it, Loads
0: too, but it was like okay, we it. get we get mm. it. Like she's I she's dating John Cena. Mm. It's just like yeah, yeah. I think that uh,
1: Natalia was playing on that a bit too much in this match. Yeah, she she did loads of that.
0: But yeah, the the bit that I was gonna say about the commentary, which I, like I literally said, "Oh fuck off, Otunga!" Like <laughs> there was a bit yeah. where I think Natty had um, Nikki like in some kind of like chokehold or something. She was like grappling there on the floor, and Otunga just went, "And you're meant to be the wrestler." And it was like she is; she's wrestling. Like yeah. it just oh. and I I I try my best to zone like the commentators out, especially him and JBL, but I thought throughout the whole pay-per-view, both of them were just awful.
1: Yeah, I, I think we'll touch on this now, because I feel like, you know, with Otunga, I don't think he's good. No, but, um, I've, I've coped with it up until now, <laughs> yeah. and I feel like this, this pay-per-view in particular was his worst he's ever done. Like, Otunga just it was so tri like I've, I've before it was blackball I thought but this this pay-per-view Otunga in particular was just so tri-hard on his commentating um, especially his back and forth with JBL was just so forced yeah. and, um, uh, I just I think even in the elimination chamber match he was trying to give like um, you know like how as a match starts out they'll give their statistics about these two guys here and there and yeah, some colour yeah. on it and it was, like, the, the big spot in the chamber match, which we'll get to in a bit. And he's there, like, doing some colour, like, opinion piece. And it's like, this is the bit when they're doing the finishes. It's like, what are you doing? And he's, like, just starting <laughs> fights with JBL. It's just, he was insufferable in this paper, I thought. He was the worst he's ever been. And I think this is a problem. You know, they got four guys on the bloody table. Yeah. Know, but um, I think... It's, they're finding it hard to kind of find a balance and a you know chemistry between how, the four guys at the moment. And but yeah, yeah. It's all, you know, it's, it's just hard to stomach sometimes.
0: I, I completely forgot to mention this, but did you see Trip Bradshaw? Uh,
1: do you know what? I, I was actually on my phone when it happened. But, um, <laughs> I did kind of uh, see it in the background. They played on it, didn't they? they yeah, did yeah.
0: Playing F and stuff. So I, th- I think he's going to make <laughs> another appearance in Two O Five Live, which I thought. Was yeah. was a brilliant kind of digger digger JBL, <laughs> yeah, um, but for the third match we saw, an, an after after the bell beat down, this one not as much. But obviously it kind of spread out to to backstage later on. Um, really shoddy rumor that I've heard, which I have hope to God they don't do, is for Mania, again it's going to be Natty against Nikki. But Cena's going to be with Nikki, and I'm not sure who they they're planning to put with Natty, But if that's how they're going to use Cena at WrestleMania, that's a complete waste of time.
1: It, so it is re- sad.
0: I've heard, I have heard that rumor. As so well. I um, really hope that doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, same here. Really, like, um, I see this is it. I've, i before this, I did hear that they were going to do a mixed tag, Nikki and John. Um, I did hear that with. You know, potentially be with Miz and Maurice. I don't know if that necessarily makes sense, but um, you'd think they'd do more Miz Maurice, Ambrose and Renee, if anyone think. Yeah. Um, considering the story, but um, not that it would work, but um, they haven't really actually talked about that since um
0: Ambrose took the title off the Miz. They haven't touched that rematch or anything. yeah no. So I don't know if we'd see more of that going into
1: Mania, but um, uh, this is it. I, I don't it would be obviously such a huge waste of a spot um, to have Cena kind of in that picture, I think. Um, considering that, you know, a few months ago we were talking about, oh, Cena, Undertaker, or Cena, you know, AJ, or it's, it's it's a bit of a downgrade considering his pull, I guess. But I guess it depends who they're kind of appealing to at the moment. Like, it, it, if this is their payoff for, like, Total Divas, then whatever but it's just, yeah. it's a bit, a bit of, obviously it doesn't appeal to me in any way no. at
0: all and then obviously we move on to which was my to be fair my personal favourite match of the night um, Randy Orton against Luke Harper I thought this was kind of it was really strong it was really well built I thought the whole build up to the match between like Randy and, and the Wyatt family and everything was really well done but just the the um the methodical nature of the match, I thought, was really good because it started off quite slow. It's like the the feeling out process, and then they kind of spilled out to the outside. There was a couple of like harder shots, and then it just kind of built naturally, which I thought was was really nice. And but I think both guys kind of showed what they're what they're good at.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is it. Like uh, with Luke, you know, we've we've seen him on the roster for some time now. Like. And he's never really had, you know, never really had much of a shine as a singles competitor. Um, I feel like this has probably been the most important match of his whole career. Oh, definitely. Um, And, you know, this is it. Like, the build was great. Like like you just mentioned, um, going in, we got to see Harper doing some of his, you know, his promo work. And he's a fantastic talker. They don't do anything with him. I I love, obviously, they're playing on the, the whole, his kind of gimmick is the way you know the Wyatt family so yeah. is the pacing the way he talks and his language is very similar to that but he can do it just as well as Bray in my opinion um they just never really give him the mic do they no but, no um yeah so I, I I think this this story has been surprisingly um the past few weeks has really developed very quickly for the Royal Rumble to Psycho I care about um you know I guess when Randy did win the Rumble a few weeks back everyone was had their you know big question marks up, going why, why has Randy won this? It doesn't feel like the most compelling story being told in WWE currently, um, but it's really started to make sense just going into this pay per view very quickly, and the the, t- the you know the tempo of this match is starting off slow, and um, you know Harper, this is the thing of Harper, he's so dynamic as a wrestler,
0: like mm.
1: for a big dude, like he can do that, you know. You can do that stiff eighties Stan Hansen style wrestling, but then he can he's, he he can do the flippy stuff, you yeah. know, and he can do, um, you know, he can get down into as a technician as well, and it's just like um, he's he's a bit he's a great all rounder, and this was truly I feel like the first time we saw that all of that from Harper pretty much in one match. Um, well, yeah, this is it. It was a very special match for him.
0: Weirdly enough, like for me the. <sighs> as you say like technically and everything he was really brilliant but there was one moment for me that kind of uh, even though i've like seen his stuff in the indies and things i thought right this is him now kind of doing it was was the table spot with where he got slammed on the table because the fact that he yeah. just kind of rolled back and you, the camera panned to him against the against the barricade but he wasn't out he was just sort of there but still staring at Orton and I thought that that was him in a nutshell and the fact that he wasn't completely broken he was just sort of like oh shit I'm hurt but now I've got to hurt this dude back sort of thing so I I think that was because loads of people beforehand were saying would Harper as a face work and I don't think he needs to be a face he just needs to be that guy that will come in and beat the crap out of people. Kind of like a Braun Strowman. Like, yeah. okay, okay, I get Braun's built as a monster and he's meant to be a heel, but people have started to, to draw on him because he's getting good matches. And I think now we're going to start to see that kind of thing happening with Harper. Well, I'm hoping anyway. Yeah,
1: no, I'm so, so glad they're starting to pull the trigger of, of Harper. I've, I've been really into his wrestling style and his work for the past couple of years now. And I'm just I'm glad that we kind of starting to see that um i I don't know what they're gonna do with him though like I don't know what i guess they will eventually see you know another i guess a bray a proper bray and Luke Harper match at some point yeah um i I don't know when or where but um this is it like now um I guess Randy's tied into his story with bray which we'll, we'll talk about in a bit, but um who knows what they're gonna do. But, yeah, I mean, I there were so many, like, big false finish spots kind of towards the end. Like, yeah. you know, teasing, teasing the RKO and, you know, the Discus line, And I loved all the, you know, the massive boots to the Orton as well, the big boots. That yeah, was, uh, yeah. They looked so good. Um,
0: well, because that was one of the things that I really liked. Like, they didn't really do their, like, big moves so much. Like, okay, you had Harper doing the the big boots, but... It took a long time for for Orton to hit the the draping DDT. Harper yeah, didn't right. even hit the discus clothesline. And okay, it only took one RKO, which that annoyed me a little bit. Was the fact that it was just that one and it was done. Yeah. But but it was just one, which I thought was quite cool.
1: I, I, this is the argument, I guess, because we are going into um, obviously the headline of Mania, isn't it? Yeah. I, everyone did predict, obviously, Orton's going to come out on top of this. They, I mean, there was moments where I was like, I thought Luke Harper had done it. And, yeah, um, yeah. I I think again, it's not necessarily the fact that they were. Uh, there was that many big finishes. It was the fact that how they were selling the simple, strong, you know, moves to each other, like those those big boots. And when they were slugging towards the end, you know, each each bunch felt like it could have been a finisher. It was it was one of those moments where. You know, you on the edge of your seat, and I believe for a minute that um, Harper was going to walk away with this one. Mm. But yeah, no, I feel like if that arc at the end, if Harper kicked out of that RKO, and then we saw maybe five more or ten more minutes of wrestling, that could have potentially, you know, been an even better match. But yeah, I, yeah. As as a match, I, this was my favourite. I think of the evening as well. Yeah. I did, I did really like this one. It was. um it's great to see Harper in this kind of spot and I'm really excited to see what happens with Harper
0: and then we move on to the the women's title match I think after kind of Harper and Orton this match felt a little bit rushed for me but at the same count I thought both women had an incredible showing and as, as I mentioned earlier I'm going to say why I absolutely love Alexa Bliss like I think since her time at NXT, she's just gone on leaps and bounds, but her facial expressions are just on point. Like, just everything she does, just like the the little temper tantrums, like when she's got someone in a chin lock and she's just got that grimace on her face. Like, it makes you want to hate her, but love her at the same time. And on the flip side, you've obviously got the... The, the glowing Naomi and I think they're a, a great caveat to each other
1: yeah I, I, I mean I agree with um about Bliss like I, I think she's come on leaps and bounds since NXT it's absolutely surreal to think like this time last year she was just tied in with Blake Murphy on yeah, NXT
0: yeah.
1: And, and to go on to be a women's champion and just she's I think she's been the one of the fastest um you know rising women's stars we've ever had on WWE easily um her timing is perfect like you said like if it's a promo and she's trying to sell her expressions or what well, I think was it Naomi's entrance last week on smackdown and she's just there like glaring yeah yeah to the audience like oh please do I have to really watch this and she just sells <laughs> yeah. everything like that perfectly she's fantastic um i yeah i it was you know it's been surprising seeing Naomi kind of get into this spot in the past few weeks mm. and very quickly uh kind of have this push um I feel like it is overdue for Naomi she probably has deserved this for a while she's been arguably one of the more athletic women on the on the roster for a long time and I feel like her her new incarnation of her gimmick is is her you know she's a, she, she's formerly a dancer you know yeah this, yeah this, this works for her um and, I mean, it's something everyone's getting behind as well. Like, they're well into the entrance. Yeah. I do feel like she's... Because she hasn't been in that big title picture or main event spot for that long, she has been a bit rusty with some of her, you know, I guess, you know, being in that picture. I think the more... If we if we saw more kind of SmackDown builds or big matches going into this, we could have seen a better wrestling match at the mm. end of the day here. Um, I don't feel... It, it was time to drop the belt off Alexa so soon. So no. I don't know. What, I don't. I feel like Alexa should have been carrying this for a, a long while. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one. This one.
0: Well, as as I mentioned like last time when we spoke at the Royal Rumble, I'd kind of heard the rumor that they were kind of building Naomi to have the the hometown glory at Orlando. But mm-hmm. obviously, they've kind of pulled the the trigger a little bit early. But. The thing that I really enjoyed about this is, as you say, she's still a little bit rusty in that kind of top spot. But I think even though Bliss is still fairly inexperienced in that position, she she took her through the match really well. And there was a couple of spots like, okay, that the ending was a little bit botchy because Bliss was slightly out of position and things like that. But yeah. there, there was a couple of like the, the like the springboard spots that Naomi does. Where Bliss was really good at like her timing, her positioning, and everything, and I think that kind of you could, as the match went on, Naomi's confidence built, so she knew, okay, I can I can trust Bliss to be where I need her to be when I want to hit my big moves, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is it. Like with um with uh, again, Naomi as the match went on, you could see she was getting, you know, she had nerves going to this. I think. Yeah. Um, but as as the match progressed, we did see her. You know, get a lot more comfortable. It's, it was a shame the kind of ending was a bit botched. Like, you know, it wasn't like those finishers didn't hit on dead. You know, they could have sold that a bit better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, there's little things that bother me about Naomi. I guess it's because, you know, she, she at the end of the match, she was very emotional about winning it. And it is overdue. And I do feel good that she's won that. But, um, uh, it's just little things that bother me, like, you know, she's she's got the title at the end, she, and she's holding it like it's pretty much a toy rather than there's any weight to the title. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah.
1: She's just like flaying it around, like, oh, here's the belt, I can't wear it, and, you know, and all this stuff. And it's just like, you know, to kind of make that belt feel more legit, you got to, you know, hold the weight of it as well. And um, I don't think, I think maybe the emotions got the best of Naomi at that point,
0: but, mm. um,
1: you know, I. I, yeah, I just do feel it's still... They could have done this a few months down the line. I, I reckon I would have enjoyed it, but um, I just feel it's a bit soon. And I don't know, going into Mania tells the best story. I know it's the hometown kind of homecoming with the title and stuff. But um, I, do you know what? Even if she won it at Mania, I probably would have preferred that to her uh, yeah. it now, I think. Well,
0: so, yeah. As, as I mentioned, I think that was kind of... When I read that initially, that that was kind of what they were potentially looking to do... I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. But the fact that she's now won it and she'll carry it into Mania, I'm, I'm a little less invested, especially if it's just going to be another Naomi-Alexa Bliss match. Not not discrediting this match at all, mm. but I think you need to do something a bit more for for Mania. So I don't, I don't know if, as you, as we mentioned earlier, they might do bring the whole Becky Lynch-Mickey James thing into it. But does that mean the title will be online? I don't really know.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. We I reckon we'll see those four wrestlers, you know, in some kind of tag match at Mania. Sadly, yeah, um, I do feel like we should probably see a one-on-one. I I hope we do see the rematch for this at um at uh Mania. I think I think that'll be you know a good spot for both those women. Hmm. Um, I feel like yeah, I mean originally, if they did have uh, you know maybe Naomi win the title at Mania, I feel like that would could potentially set up a good story between you know uh, Alexa Bliss and Mickie James potentially. You yeah, know, they, they could have been a fallout there, but um, it's because it, this was very you know uh, a bit soon. I feel like we probably won't. There's kind of missed opportunity there. I think we mm. could have we could have seen more down the road. Um, yeah, I just I just again I feel that. If Naomi won this at Mania, we we probably see a better kind of you know bigger pop for that. I think. Yeah. And I I've, I I might have been more invested in it as well. But, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I, this is it. The match was good. I actually liked it, and it's just again the ending just was very quick and botched, and it was just that was it. And it's just like okay, you know, I don't I don't know where they're going to go from here. Yeah. but I, I again I think it's just because I'm a big Alexa Bliss fan. So this is <laughs> yeah. um. You
0: know, it's 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 a you know tough pill to take, pretty much. <laughs> but she's and not champion. I think this is a good time to, to bring up Carmella and James Ellsworth. <laughs> oh, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. Carmella in this show. I thought she like even for, like from the moment she was on the pre-show to the fact that they kept going back to her after all the women's matches, I thought it was good because it kind of kept her relevant. I don't get what the hell they're doing with Ellsworth, and I want him to go away now. <laughs> but but it's, this is
1: it. Yeah, this is it. It you know, this was the big question mark on Ellsworth when he, he popped up, wasn't it? Because they were like, This is fun what they're doing with him, but what's the longevity with him
0: here? Yeah.
1: Um and i as soon as they slapped him with Carmella, I thought that was strange anyway. Um, considering Carmella's momentum at the time, she'd just come off, you know, Survivor series and the whole angle of Natalia Nicky Bella and you know, she she was that rat who just yeah. used to beat up everyone—I And I thought it was great. I really liked that. She hasn't done anything since then because she's been lumped with Ellsworth. Um, saying that, I have liked what they've done with it so far. It's just now—it's getting to that point where, you're like, how, are they going to take it this much further? Because she, you know, she—I think she's she's again one of those women who's come a long way in just a few months alone. Yeah, um, and her heel
0: stuff is better way better than what she was in the face like oh yeah. and um
1: but again yeah i think i i saying that i you know i got a cheap laugh <laughs> yeah I
0: it
1: was funny, and then um it's just like one of those things the first the third time the joke comes around it's like okay yeah that's it really yeah i don't know i i i you know i think the child in me likes it but it's just i don't know is this good for them in the long run
0: see i was, go- was gonna put, say on the on the opposite side from you like the cynic in me kind Ooh. of wants a, a kind of like a real life situation so I don't know if they do like another like brand draft Cass gets drafted to to Smackdown and then beats <laughs> the shit out of Ellsworth that's that's what I'd like to see but I doubt that will happen oh
1: god that yeah no, that will probably happen <laughs> Vince will
0: don't worry of course he will give, give it a few months I'll just say I don't think I'll take it that far but um
1: yeah we'll see I, I, I hope they don't like align these two together for like a year
0: that yeah, will be yeah. bad I
1: think Um, again this is it they're just trying to give Ellsworth something he's he's, st- he's still worth money on the roster that's the thing he's doing alright and um, I don't know they can't really play on like the Braun Ellsworth story considering he's on a different brand but
0: yeah.
1: I don't know what what is there for him like who would you put him with what could you do with him following this really so yeah, I don't know yeah
0: it's just he's cut as you say, it's just kind of just put him where where you can sort of thing. He, he is the clown, so I you know whatever he does is going to be it has to be silly. Oh yeah, of course. And then obviously move on to the to the main event with the the new improved chamber. I've, yeah. I've, I'm going to mention this now. I've I've made a note of it to bring it up later because this obviously when the spots kind of happen. But what did you think of the new chamber? Because the first thing that I noticed was obviously. The steel grates at the side were just clearly crash mats and then the what because it kept bugging me because um morrow kept saying the chain links whereas in previous years when we've had elimination chambers they've said straight into the steel and whenever they threw someone into it you could clearly hear it wasn't metal it was some form of plastic or something like that so the fact that they'd made i I get for like the wrestlers they need to make these things safer but the fact they built it as this like monstrosity of a of a structure and it just basically looked like a massive kids jungle gym it just (laughs) i just thought it was a bit weird so this is it
1: like i actually i thought the same. i think the same negatives that you've mentioned but um aesthetically i thought it looked awesome yeah um the structure looks—it looks a lot more intimidating. I, I, I love, but to say I think they've just gone mad with the kind of tech behind it as well, haven't they? With um, they have, you know, they have like floor lighting in each pod now,
0: and yeah, yeah, ca-
1: cameras in each pod, and uh, you know, there's there's even like lights on the on the actual elimination chamber up at the top, wasn't there? And yeah, um, yeah. So they've obviously gone a bit mad with spending money on building this thing. Um, yeah, I I didn't like. The fact that it was crash mats, uh, sorry, crash pads at the side of um, the ring. That you know, I think that's one of the most memorable spots. at Most um, elimination chambers yeah. are when you see someone hit that still really hard, and then it is a big cringe moment. It is clear that it's just they are just you know crash mats now. So uh, I don't, you know, it's a bit odd, but I guess they, the way they've built it, it does, it's now easier to climb onto the the pods themselves yeah. and um it, it's, it's a bit more room to kind of do those bigger spots and yeah i don't know i i don't know if they'll necessarily change it beyond this but i, I actually quite liked the new chamber itself i thought mm. it, i thought it looked i think it looked a lot like the hell in the cell but yeah i think i think it still looked very intimidating considering it and it was um yeah i i, I like the structure it just there was some negatives there with the pads and they could have played you know i'd I guess they got to protect their wrestlers at the end of the day. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, of
0: course. Um, And the actual match, we'll try and kind of break it down as as best as we can. But obviously, starting off with Cena-AJ, which I thought was a nice little nod to kind of give them guys a a kind of a mini rematch. Um, I liked that they kind of hit big moves early on, but obviously not like the AA or the Styles Clash. But obviously Cena hit that sort of destroy a sunset flip thing that he's now bought into his arsenal which was really nice AJ hit a couple of sort of flippy moves and things so, so and I think the way that the the timing of the match was really well done that the right people kind of came in at the right time so obviously Ambrose made came in and was his lunatic self and all that Um then obviously you had Bray who kind of just destroyed everyone. Mm, yeah. Big Big Barry, who I, was was my standout. I thought he was brilliant in the time that he was in it. Yeah. And then you had know, Cowardly Miz. So I thought, obviously, we'll we'll get on to, to certain spots and stuff a bit more in a minute. But the the match in in general, considering there wasn't much of a build to it, minus the fact that Cena was going in as the the 16 time champ on the road to wrestlemania it was a kind of a, a detour so to say it was a pretty pretty good elimination chamber match
1: yeah i agree i considering we i guess we haven't seen one of these for a couple of years now and how the last elimination chamber was in 2015 that was fairly disappointing yeah um, yeah this one i i really liked this match i think they did a great job and you know did did justice to rebranding essentially what the elimination chamber is then this was a great kind of stepping stone for that um again yeah i loved all the timing the the order the entrance came in and uh and what they did with each guy and how each wrestler kind of played its own dynamic into that and they you know it wasn't i think they picked the right guys for the chamber um and yeah, again, like, you know, we saw AJ John Cena start, like you mentioned, it was a great, I think people were just sort of let alone before the match, just saw, that realised, oh, we got them two to start off, and then obviously the crowd are instantly rowdy, because yeah. you know how they are when those two guys go in. Um, they Yeah, they did some big spots before it is in, I liked the touch of... Um, Cena's about to do the um five knuckle, knuckle shuffle, and then uh, the the timer runs out. He yeah. realizes, oh, they actually well, this is it. I think this is it the whole match. They um each wrestler played on the rules of the chamber is the itself. You know, they didn't just uh do wrestling, and someone came in. It was like little spots like that where Cena's like, oh, now I'm doing this. You know, my five knuckle shuffle, and then the timer runs out, and he he's playing on the fact, oh, these are the rules of the chamber, and and then we saw the next competitor. So um. Yeah, this is it. I, I, as a whole, I really enjoyed this match. There was some really good spots in it, and um, considering, you know, we could argue the safety of this chamber still, but um, there was definitely some scary spots. I think. Yeah. For for the wrestlers to take, and um, I definitely again Baron Corbin was my standout. I, I love what they're doing with him yeah. still.
0: And um, one thing that they obviously mentioned the the incredible year that AJ had last year. And even though he's dropped the title, it's, they clearly have big things planned for him again in 2017. But the thing that I thought was quite interesting, because many people, myself included, thought the only reason Ambrose was in there was to take the ridiculous bumps. But it was AJ that ended up taking the ridiculous bumps, and yeah. I just I think that shows like the kind of guy that he is. Like obviously, but when it was just AJ and Cena, like. There was no kind of out of the ring stuff, but then obviously as soon as Ambrose was introduced, that kind of element was there, and instantly AJ was just slammed on on the crash pad, and then obviously there was the ridiculous spot off the off the pod with the belly to back um, suplex into the powerbomb sort of thing, which. AJ literally just bumped across the other side of the ring Yeah. so I I think that kind of shows the faith that they've got in AJ and that he is obviously I know he made a name for himself elsewhere but he's now become a a WWE guy almost
1: I mean yeah I think throughout 2016 you can coming to the end you could not argue that AJ is a top guy there now like hands down like and I'm glad they have that guy there like you know last year you could argue who, who are they going to have new in the, that top spot and i'm glad they've ran with aj and especially on the big pay-per-views every time he he'll, regardless how scary the spot is he'll, he'll just throw his body on you know into it and um stuff like you mentioned with that huge like bumpy turk and just bounce across the ring didn't look pretty in any way but <laughs> nice. i just think we're going to get used to seeing that from aj at Almost every pay for you, I, and I think he's willing to kind of throw you know put himself on that on the line for that. Um, I am a bit nervous with what they're going to do for him at Mania, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, people are saying we might see Shane AJ, which I guess is a big ma- match, but I, I don't necessarily do the best match, you know. No. Um, but this is it, it's really hard to to see someone who was champion not long ago at all and um, I'm just worried they're going to drop the ball with him around mania time um, I don't, you know we'll have to wait and see really um, but yeah I, I, AJ's by far I guess a lot of people's favourite wrestlers on the roster at the moment yeah. and to see himself establish, him, establish himself as uh, you know a top guy in such a short amount of time is I, I can see the company do have a lot of faith in him I just want to, you know, I don't know what they can do for him at Mania, really. Yeah,
0: and um, and obviously we've already kind of mentioned Baron Corbin. Uh, I've always really liked him. Like I know he had his his critics, like early days of of NXT and even sort of early kind of main roster time, but for for me, he's always been a guy that's he's he's got that sort of terrifying. I'm a, I'm a big guy and I'm just going to hurt you, kind of thing. And I think the way that they've built him on the main roster has been really clever because they haven't they they've kind of brought Strowman him but at the same time it's been a slower burn, and they haven't all just rammed him into the, to the main event picture. And I think this was a perfect match for him because everyone knew he wasn't going to win it, but it gave him the opportunity to to show he could hang with the big guys. He could hit his big moves, and and in my opinion, obviously that okay he was the first one eliminated, but the payoff f- what I'm hoping to see now is obviously him and Ambrose uh, um, mania for the IC title. That's what I'd love to see, and I think he deserve he deserves a shot there. To be honest,
1: I think that's what we will see, and um, I feel like that is the best spot for Baron currently. I, I feel like they they how they've been building him in the past few months alone on SmackDown is they are clearly trying to trickle him into that main event scene now and um again it hasn't been as, as like big impactful as Bar- uh, sorry as um Braun Strowman has been on Raw like you mentioned it has been a slow burn but it's been a very tactical one and it's been um it's paid is pin you know dramatically paying off Baron Corbin he looks like a you know super strong dude fights for himself no one else and um you know, I really he, he only really found that his feet with that kind of gimmick after he, you know, as he got the call up pretty much. It, yeah. I remember it on um, it was that WrestleMania weekend, I think, when um, he, you know, he was going into his feud with was it Austin Aries, I think, going into that
0: oh, into yeah, NXT yeah.
1: Dallas, and um, he kind of just out of nowhere within the last two weeks going into that um that pay per view, he was just found <laughs> this gimmick of the indie, you know, the kind of the indie. Killer, and he yeah, was just yeah. like, you know,
0: you guys, you've been a, uh, been, you know, I all I got was a phone call. You,
1: you guys have been fighting for twenty years for hot dogs, and it just instantly clicked for me. Baron, I think just from that that point onwards, he just, he just looked more intimidating, uh, intimidating. His um, his uh, you know, his his heel work came on tremendously out of nowhere, and he, you know, it was exactly the same point where he was slapped into the main roster as well so again it's been a slow burn i'm glad they've been doing it like this rather than just like pushing him down your throat and then everyone just hating it yeah but now he they again they're trickling him into into that main event by letting him headline SmackDown and letting him partake in the elimination chamber you know and um like he, he even shone for him in the royal rumble match as well where him eliminating Braun like in such an aggressive manner it's just like I, what they're doing with him is fantastic and I, you know how they've been trickling into that main event scene it makes sense for him to now go on to be IC champion I think after Mania mm. so I think it's the smartest they've done it so well and you know they, this is again a credit to apparently Smackdown's writing they're just every week you feel like well oh, what's going to happen next yeah. week and and it's always if it's just it always feels like Smackdown have a long term plan um, and yeah if, if this is the future for Baron this is great I'm dead excited for him
0: um, and then obviously the eliminations kind of came a bit thick and fast after this so we had mm. obviously after the beatdown Miz finally got out of his pod and, and got rid of Ambrose um, and then there wasn't really a whole much more until obviously Miz got eliminated obviously there was the his sort of crazy jump off the off the uh, chamber sort of thing um leading into Cena eliminating mm-hmm. him but I think that there was kind of a, a bit of a lull and then obviously we had the the n3 of AJ Cena and and Bray and and the match really kind of came alive again then and obviously everyone's seen what Cena can do everyone's can see what AJ can do and it was nice to have that dynamic of Bray in there to say, I'm something new. I'm something fresh. Look what I can do to these two guys that you love sort of thing. And I love that it, Bray wasn't overly creepy. He just got the job done. And I think that was something new that we haven't really seen from Bray. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's this is something you've mentioned before where you were like, the one thing that's puts me off Bray is the
1: overly creepy bits and bobs. And, um, and yeah, it feels like we're actually seeing more of a personality out of Bray rather than just gibberish, creepy talking man with a lantern. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel I think they have kind of found that since literally the probably the night after the brand split I noticed it when um we saw uh, you know, um Bray or well, the week after the brand split. Like Bray was um you know, his promos are more direct and more of an A to B kind of story to him now, yeah. rather than just hit him rambling. And that was my biggest criticism of Bray when he was kind of at his you know the, his highest point a few years ago, was this guy's awesome. He can talk great. He's so believable, but um, there's no kind of direction with what you know he's trying to you know portray. I guess. Yeah. So again, I think yeah, you are right. We saw more of that in this match. Um, we saw him. You know, even him pointing at the Mania sign at one point, like you would, you know, and he's like, "I'm going to Mania." It's like you wouldn't, you would, you know, he his previous kind of version of his character wouldn't have cared that, yeah, fact, yeah. that the fact he would headline Mania. You know, that's why they, I think they put off the title. I'm uh, sorry, put off putting the title on him for so long is because he doesn't need that. It's not what he's fighting for. You know, um, and now it feels like he does. There's a bit more of a real personality to Bray but it's still it does still feel like Bray Wyatt it's not too far removed is it Mm. it's just um, it does work it's um, I think it's been a really cool dynamic for Bray to switch up his character especially in this match and it feels like the the result of the the match itself um, merits the fact he's holding a title now considering his character pretty much
0: well because obviously I think last time obviously when we had Ben on as well I I mentioned how much I love Bray and I think he kind of isn't... I I could be wrong, so he might end up messaging me and saying, nah, that's a load of crap. But I remember him saying that he wasn't that invested in Bray. But I think going into this match, I think a lot of people kind of saw the payoff, obviously, with Randy winning the the Royal Rumble. And obviously, you you predicted Bray would win. I predicted Bray would win. So I I don't know how the story's going to going to develop but I'm glad that not not just for, for the mania payoff but the fact that he finally has the belt because I from my point of view what I want to see him do I don't care what happens with him and Orton. I I want him to, to be that dominant champion for a long time maybe even to like SummerSlam even maybe Survivor Series just get, let him hold it for a long time and just be that that unbeatable champ
1: yeah, and I feel like that's probably best for him now. I don't feel like Randy should be taking this title off him at, <coughs> at Mania, but um, yeah, this is it. With with Bray, um, this is kind of my only negative point towards this this win for Bray is have they left it too long to pull the trigger? And, yeah. um Like you know, going into this match with this build. I wasn't that hyped about the fact Bray was probably going to win it. I know it made sense and it was predictable. And again, I think this is what actually kind of, you know, kind of, you know, takes this down, this match down a notch, was the fact we saw, it, you know, the kind of the storyline. It was so predictable going into this kind of match. Um, if if this was a surprise win and Bray took the title, I think I'd absolutely give this match like fight I think that's my only kind of dismerit to it is the fact it's kind of predictable yeah. I feel like they should have done this a while ago with Bray saying that once that match was in in motion like and the kind of gravity behind knowing that this is such a big win for Bray I did feel I was a lot more invested in it then mm. I just think going into it I just knowing that we'll probably see Bray win it I just wasn't that bot, you know, fuss and I just feel like I guess it's kind of again coming off the rumble, well I, I said I mentioned earlier Randy winning the Rumble for me. I did enjoy the Rumble, but it Randy winning the Rumble I just didn't think it was the biggest story they could have told. Yeah. Um and it was just wasn't that exciting for me. I did feel the past few weeks going into Elimination Chamber, we have seen that kind of story progress in a more exciting ways, but knowing that Bray's gonna win this, it's predictable. Was kind of for me, just felt like it's deflating the fact Bray's finally winning a title. I just don't think it was the best decision, considering Scene's just won his 16 championship. Yeah. I thought, you know, I j- this is it. I just that's my only kind of discredits this match is the fact we haven't seen Bray with a title sooner. But I think now seeing it happen it does make sense I think I'm really excited what they do with Brain I, again what you mentioned I would love to see him hold this till you know late, late in the year I, you know I, I would love to see it even like a year long title reign or something yeah. like that something monster but again you know I just feel like if he's going to hold that title for that long they probably will have to mess with the dynamics later down the line of him having the Wyatt family behind him as you know his his you know his body, you know bodyguards yeah. essentially just you know his muscle and and no one can even touch him to get for that title
0: yeah
1: um again I don't know because this is is so up in the air isn't it we don't like, we're gonna see Randy I guess and Bray at Mania but what are they gonna do beyond that who knows yeah. I just hope I don't think Randy deserves the title right now no you know, I, I feel know. I feel like Bray should actually kind of hold this at Mania
0: well the the one thing that I thought was quite interesting is like, as you say, even though it, it felt quite predictable, I think a lot of people that I noticed in the crowd that were there, I think a lot of people still thought Cena's coming away with this again. And when, uh, I was about to say Orton then, when Bray hit the the Sister, sister Abigail on Cena and eliminated Cena, you could see like there's a couple of people in the front row were like, Oh shit! This is actually happening, kind of thing. Yeah. Which for for me, that that was quite a nice little touch that he was the one to get rid of Cena.
1: That was the smartest thing to do, wasn't it? Like, yeah. if you're gonna make, your you know, your, your new champion look strong and not just a guy who's just fluked the win. Um, that that was the smartest thing to do. Um, so yeah, I'm glad Bray did eliminate Cena, and it was a nice touch as well not to have Cena in the final two. I think having AJ and bray have at it for a bit that made it a bit more exciting and slightly less predictable and mm. like there was that kind of up in the air like could be cha again yeah. going into um mania but yeah no i think that was the smartest thing they could have done i don't think Cena, if he was going to lose it he should not have stayed in, in the final two um so yeah it was it was really exciting to see those you know it just for it just, it, was a, it was a nice twist on the whole match itself
0: yeah And a quick sort of yes or no, really? Is Cena gonna break Flair's record?
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, he will. Like WWE, love breaking records. Yeah, so um, yeah, probably. I reckon. I don't know if it'll be as soon as uh, this year, but maybe. We'll see. It's a bit. It does kind of discredit the title a bit, considering only held it for two weeks. Yeah. That, that that does kind of shit on Flair's record a bit. Um. It. This is it. Like it, sometimes they do these things to kind of you know just just play on the fact that they can break records. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Uh. I yeah. I reckon we will. I guarantee you, we'll probably see. Um. John Cena beat Flair's record. I think maybe they will try and play on this a bit. We'll see, like if maybe it'll be like a year and a half's time, or yeah, maybe he's the guy to take it back off Bray, like in a year or so, or uh, towards the end of the year. But um, I think it's going to have to be a special one, and it probably should probably be at amania if yeah. he's going to win it again. Now, I think you know, <clears throat> especially if it's going to be record breaking, he's needs to be on the biggest stage. Yeah,
0: uh, well, because I think the, I think we'll see Cena win it. I think the way that I'd kind of like to see it happen is kind of that he has a couple of matches against, maybe it is against Bray, where he's, he goes close or, and there's maybe like outside interference from, from the Wyatts or whatever. And it's, it could almost be kind of like a, a title versus career match, sort of a mania sort of thing, where even though everyone's going to know that he probably is going to win it, there's that possibility that he might might not sort of thing.
1: That would be the smartest thing. I yeah. think, yeah, that'd be. I think everyone'd be well and truly invested in that match. Like, um, this, you know, it's circumstance either way is tremendous. So, like, I think that'd be a cool, cool way to book it. Yeah. Um, I I doubt they would do that, but I, I, would, love <laughs> yeah. to see, I would love to see. that. Yeah, personally, I, would, I think that'd be awesome.
0: Um, and as like how we ended the the Royal Rumble chat, uh, one sort of standout moment from from the pay per view. So I'll I'll go first um Luke Harper just super kicking the shit out of Randy Orton I thought they just looked absolutely incredible and for a guy that size to to just nail a move like that I just think looks absolutely beautiful so yeah that was mine how how about yours Callan? (laughs)
1: um mine probably in the turmoil match I just loved uh Breezango yeah Uh, everything they did it's great um like I'm just so into the um you know the flaunting of the yargo tickets yeah you, I, I, it's you, cheesy it was a really cheesy spot but i've really liked it you just want to you be know. a
0: sexy cop really yeah exactly
1: <laughs> I, I do want i do want to see more of those guys on on tv i think they you know they're missing the boat but yeah it's great that was that was you know it's, it's little moments like, like, like that it just make me laugh cool I, you know i really enjoyed what they did but we'll see what they do with them down the road
0: Perfect. Right, I'm going to give you a, a chance to to plug yourself because you're going off on tour. So, so where where are you going?
1: Uh, I'm doing a couple of things. I'm doing a bit of work with a band called Homebound um, over the next few days. They're going to be on tour for You Strong. And um,
0: oh, you're doing um, the London show.
1: I, I yeah, I'll be there i'm not playing it but i'm i'm basically taking that oh down,
0: okay well, bound. i might see you then oh <laughs> uh, wicked yeah no if you're there sick but um i'm also then going on tour immediately with my
1: band weatherstate um we're going on tour from saturday onwards uh doing a five-day run up and down the, the country kind of plug in what will be uh i don't think i have to say yet but um just yeah keep your eyes peeled um, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're touring next week anyway Cool. it's for a reason that's all I'm going to say okay so, cool yeah. perfect yeah.
0: brilliant well until it'll probably be Fastlane next so Callan, thank you very much again for for joining me for this little wrestling chat no worries Tim. thanks for having me again Cool. cheers man take care cheers mate thank you So there you have it. We have a new SmackDown Women's Champion and a new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, as you could probably tell from listening to the episode, I was very happy with Bray Wyatt winning, as I'm a huge fan of his. Have been for ages, um, so I'm so glad that they finally decided to put the strap on him. Um, be interesting to see where they kind of go with the whole Randy Orton being part of the Wyatt family, Luke Harper, yada yada yada. But We've got Smackdown this evening, Uh, I probably won't get a chance to watch it until Thursday because I'm going to go see Touche Amore and Angel Dust uh, tomorrow, so that's going to be fucking rad. Um, Anyway, as always, love would love to hear what you thought of the Elimination Chamber or what you think of this podcast. Um, Head over to Twitter, find us at just underscore and underscore insight, Uh, use the hashtag JAApod. Uh, or you can drop me an email, uh, just underscore and underscore insight at hotmail.co.uk. Uh, you can also now find this podcast on iTunes. So if you could head over there, uh, subscribe, rate and review, I'd really appreciate it. it. Kind of opens me up to new listeners. And yeah, there's the whole kind of point just to sort of basically I want to spread it like I know these like wrestling chats are kind of a bit more just me blabbing on but the the rest of it is kind of putting bands and stuff out there I'm hoping to get some wrestlers on at some point hopefully some film directors, hopefully some promoters just a bit of everything Um, as I mentioned at the start of this week's episode uh, next week uh, we'll have uh, post hardcore band Rope on the show as I interviewed them in their guitarist slash vocalist car which was was quite funny because there was nowhere in the venue that we could find that was quiet enough um so yeah but also hopefully as i mentioned hopefully gonna have some really cool guests upcoming in the future i can't say who they are per se yet because some of them aren't confirmed so i don't want to say them just in case they don't pull off anyway i'm rambling um thanks again for for listening